The Church of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut invites you to join us for this edition of Shi'ar Jeshub, a Bible study program featuring the teaching ministry of Pastor Greg Scalzo. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and today we will be rejoining a detailed Through the Bible series which my husband has entitled Heavenly Authority. The current sermon is from the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 9. In previous sermons, Pastor Greg discussed the demand of the Israelites to the old prophet and judge Samuel for a king, as well as the background of the young man of the tribe of Benjamin named Saul. Here now is Pastor Greg. Last time, we left off our study on heavenly authority in the section on King Saul, which could easily be subtitled, A Warning to Leaders. We left off in 1 Samuel chapter 9. You have Saul and his servant searching the land for the lost donkeys of his father, Kish. And they come into the district of Zuth, in the hill country of Ephraim. And Saul's servant suggests that they inquire of the man of God there. And as they go up the hill to the city, looking for this man of God to tell them what's happened to the donkeys, young women come out to draw water. And Saul and the servant ask, is the seer or the prophet here? And we left off last time, verse 12. And they, the women, answered them and said, yes, there he is, just ahead of you. Hurry now, for today he came to this city because there is a sacrifice of the people today on the high place. And we spoke about the high places last time. As soon as you come into the city, you will surely find him before he goes up to the high place to eat. For the people will not eat until he comes because he must bless the sacrifice. Afterward, those who are invited will eat. Now, therefore, go up, for about this time you will find him. So they know that the prophet is about to come out of the city to go up to the high place because the people are waiting, they're having the sacrifice, and until he comes and he blesses it, they will not eat. So if you go right now, Saul, you can reach him and see him. Notice in this section that it's the servant, we saw last week, it's the servant who brings up to Saul that there's a man of God in this city. There's an honorable man in this city that can tell where the donkeys are. And where Saul lives in Gibeah, in Benjamin, was maybe no more than 20 miles from this area where Samuel the prophet is. And remember Mizpah, one of the cities that Samuel would go and judge the tribes of Israel. He had one of the large meetings there of the Israelites. Is very close to where Saul lives. And yet Saul does not seem as aware of who the person Samuel is, who the seer is, as his servant. The servant is more aware of godly things, and it seems Saul has more of a secular mind. He's not even aware of, or only slightly aware of, this great prophet, this great judge who has led the Israelites. It tells us a little bit about the background personality of this young man, 
Saul. Okay, let's pick up in verse 14. So when they, Saul and the servant, went up to the city, as they were coming into the city, there was Samuel coming out toward them on his way up to the high place. Now the Lord had told Samuel in his ear the day before Saul came, saying, verse 16, tomorrow about this time, I will send you a man from the land of Benjamin, and you shall anoint him commander over my people Israel, that he may save my people from the hand of the Philistines, for I have looked upon my people because their cry has come to me. And notice how God has arranged everything. He tells Samuel, the prophet, the day before that he's going to meet the next king, the first king of Israel, that he's going to meet the one that he's to anoint, the commander over his people, Israel. And he's arranged everything, how God is totally in control. We can see in this section that from even the circumstances, Saul's father's donkeys being lost, the servant making the suggestion, the young women coming out to draw water. Everything has arranged itself so that Samuel and Saul will meet. And it tells us how much God is in control, how he works everything out to his plan, how he's arranged everything, and how Samuel, as a prophet, has heard. It says here that he told Samuel in his ear, the day before. The Hebrew literally is, he uncovered the ear of Samuel. And you see the still small voice, one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, how this prophet can actually discern and hear and understand God's purpose and plan. In the ear of Samuel, God speaks, and he knows that Saul will be coming to him. And look what he says to him. He says, Tomorrow about this time, I will send you a man from the land of Benjamin, that's Saul, and Samuel, you shall anoint him commander over my people Israel. Now that word, anoint, an important word, moshak in the Hebrew, moshak. It's from a primitive root that means to rub with oil, to put oil all over. The word anoint means to put oil on, to anoint with oil. And by implication, it comes to mean to set apart, to consecrate, to set apart for a very special service. And the symbolism of the oil that is smeared on the body, that's poured over the person, is a symbol of taking that person and consecrating them, setting them apart for special service. And if you remember back in our study of the priests and the Levites, uh, we spoke about how there was actually in the tabernacle that Moses was instructed to set up, there was even a formula given for holy anointing oil. In Exodus chapter 30, verse 22, Moreover, the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Also, take for yourself quality spices, 500 shekels of liquid myrrh, half as much sweet-smelling cinnamon, 250 shekels, 250 shekels of sweet-smelling cane, 500 shekels of cassia, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, and a hint of olive oil. And you shall make from these a holy anointing oil, an ointment compounded according to the art of the perfumer, and it shall be a holy anointing oil. 
With it, you shall anoint the tabernacle of meeting and the ark of the testimony, the table and all its utensils, the lampstand, its utensils, the altar of incense, the altar of burnt offering, the laver. Verse 29, you shall consecrate them, you shall set them apart, that they may be most holy. Whatever touches them must be holy, and you shall anoint Aaron and his sons and consecrate them, that they may minister to me as priests. And then Exodus 29 Verse 21, we had read, And you shall take some of the blood that is on the altar and some of the anointing oil and sprinkle it on Aaron and on his garments and on his sons and on the garments of his sons. And he and his garments shall be hallowed, be holy, and his sons and his sons' garments with him. So it was to show holiness. It was to show consecration. It was to show something set apart for a special purpose. This Moshak, anoint, to cover, to smear, to rub with oil. So here Samuel is told that with this man from Benjamin, he is to take and he is to anoint, he is to anoint him commander over my people, the Lord says. That word commander means prince or ruler or captain, or chief leader, all those can be translated for the Hebrew word norgid, a captain, a commander, a ruler, a prince. So he's set apart, he's anointed, he's consecrated as a ruler of whose people? He says, my people, God's people. They're God's people, they're not the king's people. See, to the nations, the people become the property of the king. And these Israelites have asked for a king, but God is reminding here that the people belong to him. And really, this king whom he's allowing must be consecrated, a religious service, to remember that he has a special position before God to lead these people. It's God that's giving him the power, and it's to God that he's answerable, and the people that he will command belong to God. He will be the captain, the chief leader, the king over God's people. And he will be anointed for such. And the purpose of the anointing, what does it say? That he may save my people. The reason for anointing is salvation. The reason God selects individuals and uses them in his service is to bring forth his power of salvation. Here there's a hand of the Philistines that are against the people of Israel, as well as others we'll see at this time. Israel is very surrounded, very uh, perplexed, very frustrated by the, the pagan nations around them. And God has heard their cry for a king, and we've seen and we will see in this series that it's not his heart's desire. It's not his perfect will, yet he allows it for deliverance. Why? Because they just don't have the faith to believe God for supernatural deliverance, like the Red Sea parting and chariots of Pharaoh being placed under the water. They don't have that faith. They're looking at the rest of the nations. They see them having powerful leaders and kings. They want a powerful leader. It's not God's perfect will. It's going to bring them trouble. But he allows it and he'll use it because he cares for them so much. He loves them so much 
that he will use the king to bring deliverance. We'll have to break from the sermon at this point. I hope you have enjoyed delving into the riches of God's Word and will join us next time as Pastor Greg continues the Heavenly Authority series. We believe these Bible study programs are of great value as the Scriptures tell us that the Lord's people are destroyed from lack of knowledge. And so we would love to hear your comments and feedback. You can write to us at our post office box in Branford, Connecticut. That's Shear Jashub, S-H-E-A-R hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B, P.O. Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. And if the Lord puts it on your heart, please consider sending a donation to help continue this program on your station. All donations should be made out to Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle. Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle meets every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. in Madison, Connecticut, in the upper room of the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane. If you would like to join us for Bible study, worship, communion, and prayer, take I-95 to exit 61 in Madison. Go south to Route 1 and turn right at the next light. The Memorial Hall is the yellow brick and white building adjacent to the green, across from the James Madison Memorial. May our Lord Jesus bless you as you serve Him. And please remember to join us next time for Shi'ar Jashub.